What is truth? Find out today on this edition of the Bellator Christie Podcast. You are listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast, brought to you by bellatorchristie.com. Now join your host, Brian Chilton, as we enter the arena of ideas. Taking up the sword of Christian theology and the shield of classic apologetics while taking Christian truth into the arena of ideas, this is the Bellator Christie Podcast, and this is yours truly, uh, Brian Chilton. Today we want to discuss a uh, very important topic, and that is truth. What is truth? Of course, this is the question for those Bible scholars out there uh, that uh, Pontius Pilate asked Jesus uh, during his trial. And so uh, we are uh, actually in the midst of another trial right now, and that is uh, the trial of Brett Kavanaugh. Now, I you know, I don't uh, particularly... I have my opinions on uh, on, on this issue, and so uh, you know I'll, I'll leave it at that. But um, but I don't really want to get into the politics of it on this podcast. Um, <laughs> and believe you me, there's a lot that could be discussed. Uh, but what I want to do is to um, discuss something that was mentioned by one of the senators last night as I was watching the hearings. In fact, it got to the point my wife just took the remote control says, says this is getting too irritating. Let's watch something else. And so I, I agreed. I think everybody in the household agreed. But um, one of the things that stood out to me, in addition to the the the, the craziness of, of the trials, is the question that uh, Senator Booker asked, or it was, I don't know if it was really a question as much as a statement, but several times in the process of the investigation, he referred to the uh, to Dr. Ford as, as saying her truth. He even uh, mentioned to Kavanaugh, speaking of, of her truth, referring to Ford's uh, accusation. And again, over and over and over again, he would say her truth, or what is true for her. Well, the, the question is, what is the nature of truth? Is it individualistic? Because there's actually a great deal um, of a philosophy that, that was brought forth that I think actually impacts the way we view the world and even hearing such as this. Uh, as, uh, the nature of truth, the epistemology that we hold, how we know things are true matters a great deal, or how we know certain things. That's what epistemology is. It matters a great deal. Norman Geisler says in the Baker Encyclopedia of a Christian Apologetics on page 741 that the nature of truth is crucial not only to hearing such as this, but it's actually crucial, he says, to the Christian faith. Not only does Christianity claim there is absolute truth, that means there's truth for everyone, everywhere, at all times, but it insists that the truth about the world, that is reality, 
is that which corresponds to the way things really are. For example, the statement, God exists, means that there really is a God outside the universe, an extra cosmic being, end of quote. So how do people view truth? And so, uh, and, and what is the best theory on the truth? And that's what we want to talk about on today's podcast. I do have another podcast coming up here very soon. In fact, I may record, I may cut another podcast today, um, may have an additional one. to be looking on the website to see if it's out there. Uh, but, uh, but I had two issues I want to discuss today. And so I'm going to break that up into a different podcast, uh, and I may do another one today. We'll we'll see how time goes. But anyhow, what is truth? Well, there are several different theories. There's the pragmatic theory on truth. And the pragmatists say, well, truth is what works for you. Truth is what works for you. Well, the problem with that theory is, can anyone ever come to a conclusive statement of truth? Because... It may be that someone it may work for them that, that uh, it may work for them best that they steal your wallet, but is that the best thing for you? Well, obviously not. And so, if you were to hold this type of example of truth, if you were to hold this type of theory of truth, then you could really never convict anyone of any crime of anything at any time because it would basically be what works best for you or what works. Uh, some people may say, well, if it works. Uh, then it then it must be true. Well, there are you know someone can come up with a logical argument saying that Elvis is still alive, but does that really mean that it's true? So there are a lot of problems I think with a the pragmatic theory. Now another theory that does kind of I think have uh, a, a little weight to it is uh, the coherent theory of truth. Um, it is what it co it, it is uh, what coheres. If something coheres with together, if you have an argument or if you have uh, a statement and it coheres together, it, it uh, if, or like for instance, if your theology coheres together, then it must be true. But then again, there's some very savvy people out there who have constructed uh, some very good arguments, but it turned out not to be true. You know, there were some people uh, who once believed. Uh, in fact, but I, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Scott Highland. He gave me some information in class the other week, uh, indicating that there weren't actually as many people who hailed to the flat Earth as what uh, I knew. Uh, in fact, as early as Aristotle, it may have been that uh, individuals uh, denied that the Earth was flat. But nonetheless, there are still some people out there who hold to a flat Earth even today. Okay, and so they can make an argument and they can make it cohere together, but there again, does that always come to be the truth, the way things really are? So there is, there's a problem with the coherence theory of truth as well. Some people will say that truth is what is intended, okay? Truth is what is intended. It's not uh, what happened, but it was the intentions that really matter. So here again, truth becomes an individualistic type of understanding. Uh, What may be intended by one person may not be intended by another. So there again, you can never really get under this type of theory. You can never come down to what is actually the way things really are. So, and also... As the old saying goes, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. 
So it may be that someone has good intentions in what they do, but they do something really bad. Uh, or it may be that they, uh, a person has good intentions by telling a lie to a little white lie or something like that. And let's be honest, you know, we, we've all done this. Someone uh, may have a, a gaudy-looking dress on or something like that and uh, a lady may have a gaudy looking dress and and someone and she asks us do you like my dress and to keep from hurting her feelings most people would say oh yeah that looks good on you or something like that but in reality is that really true <laughs> you know it, it take it to, to a further to a further point you know american idol it's amazing to me how that on, and on that show and the voice and many other shows you you had people especially american idol people trying out and they would sound awful Yet, they, they would say, everybody tells me I do such a wonderful job, I sing so wonderfully, to find that they sound horrible. <laughs> so, intentions do not always lead us to the truth. It's not always what's comprehensive either. There, there are some people who hold a comprehensive theory of truth. And like the coherent theory of truth, something may be comprehensive and it may be detailed oriented. It may be thorough in many aspects, but there again, that does not necessarily mean that it is way things really are. Uh, some people can have a very comprehensive theory and it be completely erroneous, okay? And so um, there there are problems. I think comprehensive and coherence theory of truths, I do think that they have some merit, okay? I do think they have some merit, but I do think that it cannot be the ultimate standard for truth, as we'll soon see. Some people believe that uh, um, truth is what is existentially relevant or maybe morally good for the society. Okay, it may be something that is good for the society as a whole, something that uh, brings the best good, the greatest good. Okay, here again, there are problems. People will say, people who use this theory will say, well, if it's best for the society, then it must be true. Okay, but here's the problem with that. Adolf Hitler and Nazi Germany thought that they were uh, doing what was existentially good for them. Okay, um, ethically, this theory can lead to bad ends because one's one person's existential morality or existential version of how they see truth may be completely different than another person. So. If, if you're looking at what's best for society, some people, a lot of people will get on board and say, let's, let's adopt this thing or let's adopt that thing, but it may not be cohering with what the truth actually is. And if you don't believe me, look at some socialist societies that exist where the news is tinkered and tampered so that the people do not get the whole truth. And they justify this by saying, well, it's not existentially good. It's not, necessarily, it's not necessary that they know all this information. It's not necessary. We're going we're gonna to filter through <clears throat> and tell them what we want them to hear. And by the way, I think we see that on today's media as well. We, the, the unbiased news is a thing of the past. 
and if you think that uh, news isn't biased, then you need to go to watch a conservative network and then a, a, then a liberal network after something happens. And I guarantee you the narratives will be completely different. Okay? So truth cannot be necessarily what's existentially relevant as or, or a, a especially as dictated by society, because people get things wrong, and they can get things wrong very easily. It's not what feels good. Okay, there's also another theory that says truth is what makes you feel good. Okay, truth is what makes you feel good. But individuals may feel good when they intoxicate themselves to the point that they have no recollection of what happens. Other people may uh, uh, may get high on drugs, and they will do all these horrible things to obtain drugs, to obtain money for drugs, and to do these horrible things. And then they will justify that by saying, well, this makes me feel good. But <laughs> there again... This type of truth becomes individualized, and so if the world operated by that nature, then no one could know anything because truth would just be simply individualistic and would be something that would make everyone feel good. And here's the thing, here's the problem with that. What makes one person feel good may not make another person feel good. And by the way, I think this is also a problem we see in our society today as well. Things have become to the point that if you, let's 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 promote this drug, let's promote this this idea because it's going to make you feel good, okay? But sometimes things that make us feel good are not the best things for us. For instance, it may make a person feel good to take um, these uh, pain pills. It may make them feel good, but is that going to benefit their body? The truth is no. They'll become addicted to it, and it'll cause great problems to their health. The same thing with marijuana. It's a, it's a funny thing to me, and I'm not going to try to get political. I don't. I try not to get political on this podcast, but it's a funny thing to me. Now, I realize there may be medicinal uses for marijuana and things of this nature, according to what some people say, but let me just say this. It's a funny thing to me. That years in, in scientific reports have shown time and time and time again the dangers of marijuana, and now it's it's like candy. Everybody's wanting to promote it in society. It's, it's the, it's, we live in a bizarre society, friends. We live in a very bizarre time because I think part of it is because some people have adopted this philosophy that if it makes you feel good. It must be true. It must be right. Well, luckily, these are not the only theories that exist. And I would agree with Norm Geisler that the best theory of truth is the correspondence theory of truth. And that is, to quote Norm Geisler, truth is what corresponds to the way things really are. Truth is, quote-unquote, Telling it like it is. Now, that doesn't mean telling somebody off. <laughs> Some people will say, well, I told it like it is, while being rude and crude to somebody and telling somebody off. No, that's not what he means by that. Telling it like it is is to, to describe things as they truly exist according to reality. This standard of truth would be universal, would be transcendent, and it would apply to everyone. Now, some people don't like this theory of truth because... 
it can mean that we're wrong about things. And nobody likes to say that they're wrong anymore. You ever notice that? that that's, that's a lost art. Uh, people never think that they're wrong about anything anymore. And I think that's part of the reason why some of these theories have gained the ground that they have. It's easier to say, well, what's true for you may not be true for me. We won't debate. We won't argue about this. Uh, then you go your path. I go my path. Case or sera. Now, to a level and degree, each person has to work through the truth themselves. I understand that. And each person has to um, deal with the truth as it really is. But to say that truth changes... To say the truth changes to meet our fancy, our whims are in fancy, is to blatantly deny the reality, the epistemological reality of truth. Okay, Truth is the way things really are. Now, some people will ask the question, can truth change? Truth doesn't change, but the conditions of things may change. For instance, I'm looking out my window right now, and I see some beautiful trees outdoors. Now, the truth is that right now, at this moment, while I'm recording this podcast, those trees exist. But now, say if my neighbor comes by and chops down those trees, then the truth would be that those trees no longer exist in the front yard anymore. Okay? So so the point is that truth corresponds with the reality of things as they are as they're found in history, as they're, as they're found scientifically, as they're found philosophically, as they're found in reality. So, here's the big point apologetically. Here's a, here's a big reason why we emphasize truth apologetically. Because if we say God exists, and we can provide ample reasons for believing that God exists then there is a transcendent reality, a transcendent mind who exists beyond the scope of space and time, and that being truly exists. It's not a mere imagination. It's not a mere person's philosophy. It becomes the way things truly are. If we say that Jesus really did exist, then that means that means that uh, that. In the early part of the first century, there was a man by the name of Jesus of Nazareth who lived in Israel, who, who ministered, who taught, who preached, who, who performed miracles, and many things of the sort. Okay, That he really did exist. We can say that he literally resurrected from the dead. That means that literally, in my opinion, some people hold different opinions. Some people believe it was April 1st, uh, 30 A.D. I believe it was April 3rd, uh, 33 A.D., but um, that, that Jesus was crucified. It would be April 5th, excuse me, April, uh, um, let's see, April 5th, 33 A.D., or maybe it would be April 7th. Uh, 30, 30 A.D., anyhow, whatever the case may be, that either on April 7th, 30 A.D., or April thirty uh, April 5th, 33 A.D., that Jesus literally walked out of the tomb alive. He literally rose from the dead and literally defeated death, hell, and the grave. That it literally happened. And that would mean that there's a literal truth out there that Christianity is literally true and that it applies to everyone everywhere at all times. Now that's not popular because that makes Christianity very exclusivistic. But here again, truth 
is exclusive in nature. We don't like that in society. But really, it doesn't matter what we like. It matters if truth really does correspond to reality. Now, we can have different interpretations of truth. We can have different interpretations, certainly. But the nature of truth does not change. Truth is what corresponds with reality. So, when we take a look at these hearings, when we take a look at any criminal investigation, we don't want to see what one person's truth is, as Booker was saying. We want to get down to the truth of the thing that really happened, what actually took place, and what is actually taking place right now. And that's an important thing to understand as we grapple as we gra- you know as we as we uh, grapple with the issues of truth and what it means when we come to the realization though that truth is transcendent that truth is correspondent to the way things really are i think it does something very good to us because we begin to try to see reality as it truly is we are made in the image of reality instead of reality being made in our image. And I think even from a counseling perspective, a pastoral perspective, that is huge. Especially if someone's dealing with a problem in life, they may want to try to pass it off as, as, as something else. Uh, and they may try to justify bad behavior. But when a person comes to the realization that truth is transcendent, it does a lot of good for an individual. And it also leads us to, uh, I think, that God uses that to lead us to the truth that Jesus Christ truly is the Son of God and that there is no other way to the Father but through Him. Well, this has been Brian Chilton, and you've been listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast. We'll see you back next time. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of bellatorchristie.com or its affiliates. The Bellator Christie Podcast is a production of bellatorchristie.com and is protected under Creative Commons copyright. All rights reserved. The theme song is Crucified, written by John and Kayla Lemonese, performed by Crosby Lane, and produced by Mansion Entertainment. Be sure to visit bellatorchristie.com and subscribe so that you can receive all the articles and podcasts in your inbox for free. Catch us on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. For Brian Chilton, this is Burl Childers saying God bless, and we'll see you the next time as we enter into the arena of ideas. Crucified.